Rockwell did a lot for me, man. And I always say, like, I, they did a phenomenal job preparing me for college and um, not just the coaches, but the teachers always, it was fun. Like, I, I just had fun at Lockport. I, the coaches, you know, that's the biggest thing for me to put me in my position. Every coach that I came across, um, whether it was in track or football, um, was a lesson for me. I learned a lot from every coach that I've had. And mainly, though, I would just say that the coaches, the, the culture in general prepared me to be this athlete. I feel like we build champions at Lockport and um, champions not only at during when you're in high school, but champions for the rest of your life, man, um, whether it's in sports or, or anything. And I'm just so thankful to be able to, to graduate from Lockport and go through the experiences and the sports that I had there as well. So, I mean, I always have Porter Pride and it means everything to me. You are listening to the Porter Pridecast, your home for the Lockport Porters on the airwaves. If you're looking for all the latest news and behind-the-scenes conversations about Lockport Township High School, then you're in the right place. Welcome into the Porter Pridecast. No one talks porters like we talk porters. Welcome to the Porter Pridecast, episode number 22. I'm one of your hosts, Brett Haspel, Lockport Township High School. Joined by our other host, Adam DeCare, also of Lockport Township High School. But if you're watching on YouTube, you're wondering if he is from the University of Michigan because that's all you see, him in his Michigan <laughs> shirt with his Michigan flags behind him. But I assure you, folks, he is from Lockport Township High School. <laughs> And we are back for episode 22. What's up to care? Not too much. Yeah. You know, uh, usually it's the green room when you're recording. This is, this is the blue room. So go blue. Um, yeah, no, doing good. How was, uh, how was the Huskel holidays here? Uh, it was good. Santa Claus did a good job. Uh, you know, we got some good stuff there. Kids had a fun time, a little low key, but you know, it's Christmas in 2020. We are recording this. This, uh, you're getting ready to launch this episode right here, right before the new year of 2021. So it's late December, 2020. So Christmas, yeah, it was good. How about you guys? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, Santa was good to the kids. Very low key. We, uh, we just finished up quarantine today. So, uh, it was kind of nice just to, to not have to do all the, the hustle of the holidays, you know, jumping from family to family, just kind of lay low and, uh, and enjoy our, uh, our own company, but yeah, it was, uh, was good. Didn't get to go on a fancy tour of Chicago. Like, uh, like another family, I know <laughs> see this airness and, uh, home alone. So closest we got to that was on the, uh, on the television. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did travel afar. We, uh, we took a little voyage up to Michael Jordan's stomping grounds and then the home alone house. And then my son, Brendan wanted to see Northwestern. So we drove by and tried to get into that beautiful indoor football facility, but when I rang Pat Fitzgerald's doorbell, he didn't answer. <laughs> so we had to look at it from the outside. But, yeah, that's the extent of our travels. It was exotic. Yeah, we went to the beach. <laughs> yeah, I hear Lake Michigan's beautiful this time of year. A little, little quick swim. It is. Polar plunge. Yeah. 
No, I didn't. No, 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 no. Polar plunges. So, well, yeah. yeah. Here we are, last episode of 2020, the Crazy. inaugural year of the Porter Pridecast. Crazy. Just absolutely rolling insane. along. Just, just rolling along. Got big plans for next year, but, you know, uh, this, is, this is an episode I've been uh, been looking forward to doing. So, we're, as promised, we've uh, talked about it and um, finally getting back to it. But this is our second featured episode of our decade series, the best of decade series. If you uh, are a loyal listener, which we all know you are. Yes. If you're, uh, if you're 22 deep here with us, but all the way back to episode seven in the summer, uh, we featured the Lockport football program uh, and highlighted the team of the decade. So from 2010 to 2020, we wrap up this, uh, this decade here. And also the, athlete of the uh, of the decade so you know we uh we had billy reed on was the athlete football player of the decade and then we had tommy hook on to talk about the 2011 lockport porter playoff team so it was that was obviously a great episode for uh you know obviously me for being a football coach and being part of that but also you know you coach both tommy and billy in, in basketball so i've been really looking forward to getting back, back to this go, go back and watch listen to episode seven it's a long Absolutely. one but it's a good one yeah, it's a it's a two parter, but it's definitely uh, definitely worth your time. Um, but yeah, we've got a we've got a couple of these in the works. Obviously, uh, you know, this episode we're going to focus on the uh, boys track and field. You know, their decade here coming up. Uh, you know, but this is a, a great way to to talk about some Lockport history, hear from some Lockport legends. Not quite sure who we're going to hear from. You know, for this episode, it's a little kind of hot down here too i don't i don't know who Uh-oh. we're, we're going to uh oh <laughs> i don't want to give away any names or anything but uh obviously a lot of a uh, lot of success from the uh, the track and field program you know so a lot of lot of choices coming up here for uh you know athlete of the decade uh as well as as well as, well as the team so luckily for us not only do i have a great co-host of this show but we also have a member of the staff. I don't know how that worked out where the first decade episode, you know, I coached football. Wow. I had ex- you know, extensive knowledge inside the program, in-depth analysis. And now we have the same for the, the boys track and field team. So I think I'll, I can figure uh, a couple you... reasons why it worked out that way. <laughs> Just purely coincidental. Uh, but yeah, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the, uh, the team of the decade, and then, you know, our, our athlete of the decade for boys track and field. Yeah, so the research department went above and beyond. I got a page of notes here. They're, they're looking for a raise coming up, coming for the new year. Holiday yeah. bonus. Uh, well, I think it's going to be like uh, Clark Griswold on <laughs> Christmas vacation. We might get a Jelly of the Month Club membership <laughs> or something. So, uh, anyway, it was quite a decade for the boys track and field team. They let's see here. In the in the decade, there were 18 all-state performers and five all-state relays from this decade. All-state in track and field is top nine in the state in your event in class 3A. So um top nine, 18 all-state, 18 top nine performers and five all-state relays finished in the top nine. Jeez. The team finished sectional runners up. 
So second place in the sectional in, get this, 2013, and then 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2019. We finished second place in the sectional. So either that's really, really good, which of course it is, or it's tough to swallow because that's one, two, six out of seven years we were runner-up. In 2012, we were sectional champions. So that's a great run there from 2012 through 2019. That's, I see what you did there. Great run. Ah, yes. I didn't even realize that one. That is a good one. If you're listening, Mike Zaworski, that's for you. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's six sectional runner-ups and a sectional champion out of the 10 years in the decade. The team finished 16th in the state in 2017, 6th in the state in 2018, and 12th in the state in 2019. And then, of course, we're here to talk about the team of the decade, the 2016 team, which also finished 6th place in the state, highest finish um, by a, a LTHS boys track and field team. So the 2016 team is who we're here to talk about. So let me give you a few things before we get our guests on here. Our team was the sectional runner-up to a powerhouse Sandberg Eagles team. There were five sectional champions, the 100-meter dash, 200-meter dash, shot put, pole vault, and 4x200-meter relay. Two of those individuals are going to join us. Well, I guess we, I guess we should announce the athlete of the decade. You want to do the honors? I mean, it's pretty, pretty obviously, pretty obvious here. He does have a man, Michigan Wolverine, representing John Meyer, the big man. Can't wait to talk to him. Straight from Ann Arbor. Straight from Ann Arbor. So he is our athlete of the decade. We'll get into great job, John. Go blue. We'll get into his accolades in a minute, and then a close second place, and. I mean, for almost any school in any sport in the state of Illinois, this guy would be hands down their athlete of the decade. Unfortunately, well, I guess not unfortunately, but he happened to coincide with a three-time state champion. So our, our runner-up for athlete of the decade, who's also going to join us. Go ahead, Decare. As he Darius Rogers. As he shows his Texas texture. Red Raiders, baby. So Darius is also joining us. So five sectional champions in that 2016 team, Darius in the 100 and 200, John Meyer in the shot put, Wade Walder, super awesome story. We should have him on one day. He, uh, he went on to Butler and became an NCAA Division I All-American in the decathlon. He was sectional champion in the pole vault. That, he's an unbelievable story. Yeah, my, have my, Butler, my Butler shirt's across the room. I can't, I can't grow it. Quickly. Well, he's, now he's at Michigan State. Do you have one of those shirts? I actually, I do have a Michigan State hoodie. See, I've seen that. So <laughs> Wade was sectional champ in the pole ball, and then the 4 by 200 relay, which had Darius on it, and then also Chris Gargano, Sheldon Snap, and Jesse Bustami. There were nine state qualifiers. All the guys I just mentioned that were sectional champions, and then Jesse Bustami in the long jump, John Meyer in the discus throw, big Matt Shimalewski in the shot put. Matt Shim went on to SIU to play football finishing up his career there. And then the four by 100 meter relay also qualified for state. Um, we should also mention Chris Gargano went to uh, Carthage college to run track. So great talented team. 
Speed Camp alum right there, Chris. There you go. Speed Camp alum. 13 all-sectional performances. Besides those guys, we also had Emmanuel Amagacher in the 110-meter hurdles. Big Manny. Jake Freeze in the 300-meter hurdles. Andrew Novak in the pole vault. And Connor McCarthy in the triple jump. Connor McCarthy has gone – did not graduate that year. He was a couple years later. But he is now at SIU Edwardsville jumping for them. So another Division One athlete. Team finished sixth place in the state of Illinois. 30 points scored. Uh, 30-point total would probably put you top four almost any year except for 2016 because our program is snake-bitten. And it, it was like a powerhouse year that year. Um, John Meyer was the state champion in the shot put. The throw of 61 feet, two inches. Darius Rogers was the state runner-up in both the 100-meter dash and the 200-meter dash. And the 4x200-meter relay finished in sixth place. We ended up with five school records that year. Darius Rogers in the 100 and 200 at 10.60 and 21.42 seconds. John Meyer in the discus, 189 feet, 11 inches. And then John Meyer in the shot put, who went on his senior year to uh, set the state of Illinois record at 70 feet, six and a half inches, breaking mm. the state record by all like four feet or something crazy like that. And then the four by 200 relay also was the school record holder that season. So it was an incredible season. Uh, the team was deep. It was consistent. We had star power. Um, and it was just, it was a really good year. And we thought we had a great shot to go down and get a state trophy. The top three teams get a state trophy. But like I mentioned, um, there were a couple powerhouse teams that year, including Sandberg, of course, happened to be in our conference and our sectional. Thanks, Sandberg. And then, uh, you know, it was like we had 30 points, and then I think fifth place was 31 points, and I think fourth place was 32 points. And then there was the top three teams a little bit above that. So it was a, a kind of an anomaly of a year. Otherwise, we would have had a chance to be in the top four. Um, but it was a great team, great season, um, and just some unbelievable athletes. Like that list right there for 95% of track and field teams in the state would be your all-time. Well, I mean, shoot, no one else has had a John Meyer ever, ever. So you got him, and then you've got all-time guys in some of these categories. And uh, we've just had an incredible decade, um, and it's been a pleasure to be a part of that uh, program all decade long. So this will be fun. Yeah, I mean it's uh that's uh that's number one impressive research by the department there to come up with all those stats. But uh obviously just uh speaks to the success that you know the track and, and field program has had, uh not just this decade but but you know for forever. Um, you know, you talk about some of that star power and, and some of those records and and just some of those places, it just uh it, it makes sense, you know, and, and obviously like you said, uh John Myers obviously Incredible athlete, you know, but uh, any other time, Darius, you know, Darius would uh, could be a shoe in for athlete of the decade. So oh, yeah. nice, uh, nice to have, you know, many choices. Not uh, not every program could uh, could have multiple athletes who could fit that that description. So, well, I think before we bring these guys on, we should mention that the head coach of boys track, Mr. Tom Razzo, teaches PE at Lockport, has been the boys track coach for over thirty years now, and. I mean, this guy has had a, a run. Um, 
uh, he's going to be a Hall of Famer when he retires in the Illinois track and cross country community because he's won state trophies in cross country as a team. He's had um, multiple, he's coached multiple state champions in track. Obviously, John three times in the shot put, but he's had uh, Kyle Engnell, who went to University of Illinois to run, Nick Seta, who went to Notre Dame. Um, he's had some got some unbelievable relays. Um, he's he has had an, an unbelievable number of all state performances. And when you look at our school record board in our sport, it dwarfs almost everybody else's school record board. And a lot of that is due to to Coach Razzo's influence the last 30 years. So he's a legend. And uh, we can't – I mean, we got these two legends coming on. We can't bring all the legends on. So yeah, Razzo had his time to shine on episode six. So He did. He did. Well, I'm sure he'll be back one day. Yeah. We'll get him on for his Hall of Fame induction. But, yeah, there you go. But we should mention him because he's had an incredible career. Um, so, I mean, he's the catalyst that makes everything go. And uh, talk about someone who knows the sport and loves track and field. There's your guy. Um, I know you know Razzo, so. But he's just a remarkable, remarkable career as a coach. We also should mention Coach Wally Shields, who we're going to touch on. He's going to join John when he comes on. But Wally Shields uh, was assistant. The Illinois Track and Coaches Association names an assistant coach of the year. And he was assistant coach of the year in 2018, mainly for his, you know, accolades for working with John. But he's had incredible number of throwers uh, go down state. So, I mean, he's an, an awesome coach too. So those guys deserve a lot of credit. Of course, our, our main man, Robert Beach, who used to teach with us, was a sprint coach uh, for most of this decade. And he did an incredible job with guys like Darius. And then more recently, guys like Mike Walkos, who are at Dartmouth, and Kyle Langelier, who's at Illinois State. Um, so, got to throw him in there, too. So, got to give those coaches their love. Well, what do you think? Should we, uh, should we get these interviews going? Yeah, let's bring them on. All right, let's bring on our athlete of the decade, John Meyer. So, Mr. DeCare, without further ado, we need to announce the – our, our vote, because our vote's what matters, especially on this show. It's all that matters. All our vote matters. for the athlete of the decade for boys track and field at Lockport High School. And this really is probably one of the easier ones to vote on. And that's the man himself, John Meyer, who is here joining us. John, good to see you. How you doing? Thank you. Good to see you, too. I Thanks see that. Good. I see that DeCare, being the Michigan diehard he is, wore his Michigan gear for this interview. It just so happened I was wearing this today. I didn't know we were going to have oh, on a, so you know, a, a Michigan man himself. So it kind of worked out nicely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy's, uh, the guy's cheesy. What can I say? But, uh, so before we, before we fire away and, and uh, talk to you a little bit, we're also joined by assistant track and field coach for the throws, Mr. Wally Shields. Coach Shields, good to have you on here. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. So I'm going to introduce both of these guys to care, and then I'll let you fire away with the first uh, first question for anyone. All these wonderful viewers of the podcast who might uh, not know all, all about these two. So let's start with John. 
John Meyer, class of 2018. John was a record setter at LTHS. He graduated as school record holder in both the discus throw at 189 feet, 11 inches, and the shot put at 70 feet, six and a half inches. He was a three-time state champion in the shot put, as well as three-time all-stater in the discus throw. John owns the IHSA overall state record, as well as the IHSA state meet record in the shot put. So best shot put thrower in the history of Illinois is with us right now. As a senior at LTHS, he was the national leader in the indoor shot put and finished as number two in the nation in the outdoor shot put, while also being ranked sixth in the world for the under 20 in the shot put that season. Sixth in the world to care, in the world. John now attends the University of Michigan, as you can see behind him right there, where he set a new freshman indoor record in the shot put last season. He registered his outdoor season, and this year as a sophomore, finished fourth in the Big Ten in the shot put indoors before COVID-19 shut down the outdoor track season. So there you go. John Meyer, welcome to the show. Thanks. Coach, you, you are welcome. Thank you for being here because you're the star. Uh, Coach Shields here, just real briefly, he has had two stints. Two stints, Coach, as a LTHS throws coach? That is correct. The brief uh, hiatus in the middle where he coached at Lewis University. Um, coach Shields has had numerous state qualifiers. I didn't go back to count them all. It's, it's you know, quite a few. Um, he threw collegiately at Purdue. And in 2019, the Illinois Track and Cross Country Coaches Association named Coach Shields the Assistant Coach of the Year in the state of Illinois. So also a distinguished guest that we have with us. Coach Shields, thank you for being here as well. All right. Well, thanks for having us. To care? It's the Decade Series, baby. We got the Athlete of the Decade. We got the Assistant Coach of the Decade. Yeah. We, we wow. got Fire Away. Talk about two got resumes everybody. of the Decade right there, yeah. Nobody's shaved. It's great. We all look great. <laughs> That's right. I did get a haircut first COVID haircut though. So it, and it looks great. <laughs> um, that was gonna be my first question. Was uh... <laughs> I'm sure it was. Do you care to find our way for John or Coach Shields? And uh, let's start talking about uh, Porter Track and Field in the in this great decade we had. Well, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, again, thank you for both you taking some time out of your night here to come talk to us and uh, just awesome to, to hear those accolades and all the success, you know, not only of John um, at, at Lockport, but also that continued success at now the prestigious University of, of Michigan, you know, and then uh, Coach Shields, obviously, you know, the, the athletes you've coached and the success that, that you've helped, um, you know, them succeed in speaks to themselves, but also your personal success. So hats off to both of you. Um, John, just, uh, you know, hearing that, that impressive resume of, of, you know, accomplishments, Coach Hessel just read off. Just talk to us a little bit. What was it like, you know, to be a, a three-time state champion? You know, most kids would, would give anything to win one, but let alone three in, in high school. Just kind of talk to us a little bit about your, your career in general and what that was like going through. Well, man, I, I... – it wouldn't have been done without Wally, for sure. Um, going into sophomore year, we uh, changed a bit of my technique. So if you're unfamiliar with shot play, we have the glide, which is pretty much where you're kicking your leg straight back, and then the spin, which describes itself. You're spinning in the ring. 
and we toyed around with the spin and made huge jumps um, in improvement. Um, everything just took off sophomore year, um, going into outdoor season, and we just kept working so hard and it just kept improving. There wasn't any, you know, we didn't really have any fallbacks other than junior year um, having a small muscle strain in my pec, but I think it's unreal for me. But, I mean, we worked so hard for those three state champions. Um, but I think without Coach Shields, it would have – I don't even think there would have been a state, you know, title in my name. So. Well, I mean, so I, I coach track also, so I've got a first, you know, front row seat here. But let's uh, – so your freshman year, you went downstate in just a discus, correct? Yeah, well, coming in to high school, I thought I was going to be more of a discus kind of guy. Um, really don't know how the shot took off. Um, I think I just got so much stronger in the weight room as well. And I was still gliding my freshman year. Coach, you remember my mark freshman year? Was it uh, well, I think you threw 50 feet eight in the high school season, and then you threw 52-2 in uh, yeah. USATF over the summer. And honestly, I think I was extremely happy to hit 50 my freshman year. I think my overall goal coming in was to hit 60, and, then, uh, and I topped that by 10 feet. So I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. So just a little context for the people that are not track people. Mm-hmm. So the, the previous school record holder in the shot put was Tony Poshos, right, Coach Shields? Correct. Who Coach Shields also coached. And Tony went on and played for, what, to kill five NFL teams? Four NFL teams? Yeah, five. I think five, yeah, 11 years he played. Yeah, so, I mean, great athlete, like elite athlete. And his st- school record was like 59 feet something, right? Something like that? Yeah, 59, three and three quarters. 59, three and three quarters. So then I still remember when John was a sophomore, it was early in the outdoor season. I think we were at HF maybe. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. When he popped his first, like, huge one, and right. it was, what, 63 feet? That was the yep. start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's kind of when – I just remember, like, being over on the track, working with our guys, and then people were like, John just threw 63 feet. And we were like, whoa. You said, well, how far? You know, like, because, I mean, that's four feet farther than an NFL guy threw. So that just puts it in a little context. So, so Coach Shields – um, anything about that that little moment right there stand out to you? Maybe moving up, mo- moving into that. I'm sure you had some sort of idea that, that a big throw was coming, but like, what do you remember about that? Well, he, uh, John, it's just that week gone to the spin full time, so we knew that he was going to throw far. But that that throw for that meet was an outlier. It was just like everything came together. And uh, he was already had won the meet. And I think he had thrown like 59 feet before that, which was still a three-foot improvement over his glide PR. So we would have been happy with that. But he just – and I still remember he like started his throw and he kind of slipped, so he stopped yeah. and reset. And then he just took off. And I think everyone was shocked at how far he threw it. And Absolutely. I just remember that – you know, at that throw just put him on the map. But, and I told him it was funny because we came to practice on Monday. I go, John, I'm telling you right now that every other thrower in the state is looking at that mark and going, oh, that's a missed mark. He threw 53 feet. 
he didn't really throw 63 feet. <laughs> so I said, well, our, our job, your job for this year is to make sure that it's not a fluke. And, and I think his worst throw for the rest of the year was like 59-10 in a meet. He had every other meet was over 60 feet. And, uh, yeah, so the next, next meet he came out and threw 62 feet, and then he threw 62 feet. And that was the one thing that I think, besides the obviously the distances, the thing that stood out about John's career is just his consistency. He just never had a really bad meet ever in three years. I mean, you know, he had like uh, his junior indoor, I think he had kind of one bad meet, but that's when he was still playing basketball and it was like he was just coming off of basketball. And, but I mean, once he got going, it was, you know, good meet. And especially his senior year, yeah. <clears throat> I think other than his first, the first meet indoor and the first meet outdoor, every other meet his senior year, he threw further than the existing all-time state best before him so that just tells you how consistent yeah. he was yeah uh you know obviously talking about all the the successes with the the records and the the state championships you know what would you john what would you say was the biggest challenge for you in in uh in your high school career was it pressure did you did you feel any pressure from either within yourself or from outside sources to repeat or to do it again or was it just kind of i'm going to take it a season at a time like what did you find yourself challenged the most with, you know, despite all the successes that you had? I honestly think the most challenging, well, talking about like my sophomore year, coach told me in practice, I expect you to win state this year. And that, that has me crapping my pants. <laughs> oh, why'd you say that coach? <laughs> but, but he was right. And every meet, I mean, I tried to, th I tried to PR. And I didn't – I don't think I – no, I didn't surpass 63 at all that year. But I kept so consistent to the point where at State, I think I won with 60, 62? 60, 61-something. But remember, that was that was the odd year in State yeah, where you had to throw goal. the first day indoor even though it wasn't raining because there was forecast yeah. for – and that was another thing where just having that consistency. He had never spun on an indoor ring. So, mm -hmm. and I just remember John's dad being really nervous. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, he's never spun on an indoor ring. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. He's good. He knows how to spin. I was walking to the bathroom every five minutes. <laughs> I remember that so, yeah, it was a very – but, it, uh, you know, like you said, he came through as, as always. So, yeah. And then we had Epinesa breathing down my neck because he hit 62. Our yeah. 60 feet, yeah. All right. I think I threw 61 on my third throw or something like that, and then I didn't improve on that. But Right. Well, I don't think anybody – the the next day would then they went outdoor and, you know, it's the second day at State is always tough because you're not used to throwing two days – you know, yeah. shot two days in a row and disc two days in a row. So I still yeah. think you still had the best throw on – on the Saturday as well, on the outdoor portion of the meet, but it wasn't further than your 61, I think 61-3, I think is what you threw indoor to win the first state title. And, and I mean, you just mentioned, uh, you know, you actually kind of coincided with another great thrower in Illinois history, A.J. Epinesa, who was right. just, just drafted. Was he just drafted? Played 
for Iowa, football for Iowa. I think he was just drafted, right, in like the second or third round or something? Yeah, it was early in the second round. Yeah. So, I mean, another great guy, you know, to compete against. Um, what, what, John, what would you say – let's talk about competition in general. What kind of advice would you have for kids that are trying to learn how to compete at a high level? How, how would you help what, – what advice would you give kids who are in that kind of realm right now that are searching for – they work hard and stuff like that, but sometimes it doesn't come together in whatever competition they're doing. Would you, what advice would you pass along? I think since like coming from me, since I changed my technique, try to experiment with some different things. And if something doesn't work, go back and then try another thing else. And also like trusting your coach. That's a really huge one. Everyone's going to say work your hardest. I mean, cliche, but like trust your coach because even if he doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing. You still have that confidence in, again, working your hardest. But trusting your coach is very important, as I learned in college, too. Sometimes we have, we're doing these weird drills, and I don't know what this has to do with throwing. But, you know, he's like the wizard at Michigan. He knows what he's doing. So trust in your coach and just experiment with different things and try to get as much information as you can from others. Like, I mean, we got YouTube now. You can look up drills and whatnot. Just eat up all the information you can. Uh, Coach, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you mentioned uh, Tony Pachos, you know, another athlete that you coach, obviously the success he's had at University of Illinois and then uh, in the NFL so you've coached a lot of greats, you know, kind of put you on the spot here. What is it about John that made him so special in, in your opinion? I know, I know the work ethic. I know we used to do uh, throwing in the offseason for football on, on Sunday mornings and you guys would be outside, you know, just uh, didn't matter. You guys were always working. So it's, what was it about John you think it made him so special? Uh, well, obviously, the, you know, he's got great physical talent, but like you said, the work ethic and then also uh, just – all the really good throwers that I've had have really believed in themselves. You know what I mean? And, and you have to believe that you can get better and you're gonna, and you ha- you can't be satisfied. I mean, John could have been satisfied, yeah. you know, with two state titles or just being yeah. good. And he didn't, wasn't satisfied with that. He wanted to be great. And uh, I, Tony was the same way. He wasn't, he, I only worked with Tony for one year, but, he uh he you know he got third in the state from coming from the year before he you know he didn't even qualify for state but he worked super hard and and just kept getting better and I think that's that's what I notice about the best guys other than just the talent and the hard work is just the belief in themselves and the ability to just go okay I gotta get better uh, John, I know DeCare's dying to hear what it's like to be an athlete at Michigan. So let's talk a little bit about in the Big Ten, in a great – I mean, obviously the Big Ten is great at everything. At a premier university in the country for lots of different areas. So just let DeCare know what it actually is like to be a Michigan student, a Michigan athlete, a Michigan Wolverine, period. Yeah, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't take me. They wouldn't let me in Ann Arbor for some reason. <laughs> I mean, they've got – all the resources you can ask for. Um, main one for me is food. <laughs> We've got the food go. resources. We got, you know, we go get breakfast in the morning. Go pick up some sandwiches. It says limit one. I take two. <laughs> um, 
we have great academic resources. Um, I mean, everyone's out to get your or, uh, everyone's out to help you there. Um, I mean, I it's a great experience. I don't think I could go wrong anywhere else. I think Michigan's the place to be. Yeah. I mean, especially the Big Ten. You know, all all the athletes have the resources, and I think it's just great that you know Michigan has it readily available for you, just like that. And that new track, indoor track, has got to be amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a hike for us to get all the way in the back to go throw. Um, not really a hike. I'm just saying because you know I'm a thrower. I don't like walking. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's awesome. We've got so many different things to use there. Um, everyone's around each other. Um, it's cool too because uh, when you come out the, I don't know if you've seen the layout of it. Um, I have a little bit. I, I, we see the whole track, so we're kind of on a balcony up there, and it's pretty cool. Okay, well, you got any burning Michigan Wolverine questions for him? Yeah, I got. I just have to know: Have have you had the pleasure, or, or hopefully pleasure, of of meeting <laughs> Coach Harbaugh? I've not. Oh, I know a few of his players though, but I've had classes with um, who was our quarterback? My mind's melted now. Yeah, it's been like months since you've been there. So, if you can give point. me his phone number, I have a couple of suggestions that might help. Uh, <laughs> might help. Uh, I'm sure turn you that do. Program around, maybe some sideline passes. If I could just get in his ear, yeah, I'll put some khakis on. I'll dress yeah. up. It's yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So, John, one last question here, and then we'll let you go. This is the Porter Pride Cast, so we always want to talk about Porter Pride. So, when you look back on your time as a Porter. Uh, what kinds of things stand out? What, I don't know, memories or just, you know, what kind of brings, what does Porter Pride mean to you? Um, I mean, hearing it from a three-time state champion, you know, who can, who has a better view on, of it than you do? I think a huge word for Porter Pride is like unity. And I remember with the track team, I mean, everyone was friends with each other. Everybody messed around with each other and had a fun time. And I think really too, it was fun, you know, Track was my favorite moment of the day, and just being a porter on side of that made it just as more memorable. And Coach Shields, you uh, you know you you coached at Lockport, and then you stepped away for a little bit, and then you came back. Um, what what do you think about Porter track and field makes it a unique and special experience? Oh, uh, I think. You know, we have a really good coaching staff and, you know, we just, we get good athletes and, and I think that, that our, uh, coach Hespel being one of the, yeah. the outstanding coaches, yeah. coaching the hurdles, but I it's think always that, a weak uh, link. <laughs> no, no. But anyway, um, I really do think that as a team, we tend to get along and I know that, uh, like my, you know, just the other thing I have, I don't think John gets enough credit for is he was a really good teammate. Like he tried to help his other, the other guys get better. And he never was, you know, like, Oh, I'm John Meyer stud. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? It's in yeah. guys that, that uh, threw with him at Blockport, him and they'll, they still come back and lift in the off season together. And so I just think that the, um, the whole atmosphere of the team is, is in general has been, really good for the last, you know, six or seven years since I came back. And it was good before that too. But uh, 
I, I don't know if that, that's the case on all the teams, but I, I, I think that that's what stands out to me. Yeah. Do you care what you think? Any other parting thoughts for uh, Coach Shields or John? No, geez, it just uh, was awesome just getting to hear uh, some insight from, from all that success, you know, and like I said, beyond impressive high school career stats, but uh, awesome to hear that the uh, success is continuing at University of Michigan and, uh, you know, in, in the Big Ten, some great competition there, just like you had at Lockport. So I wish you nothing but the best. And uh, obviously, Coach Shields, looking forward to, uh, to some continued success at uh, the track at, at, uh, at Lockport. So go Porters and uh, more importantly, go Blue. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Coach Shields, always a pleasure to see you. Um, John, always great to connect. Glad that you're doing well. Uh, thanks to both of you for popping on for a few minutes to talk Porter track. It's always fun, especially, especially, you know, means a lot to me since I am a part of it. Um, it's just great to be able to relive some memories with you guys. So appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon, though. Thanks. All right. Thanks for having us. Thank you. There you have it. That is a absolute legend, John Meyer of the University of Michigan, all-time state record holder in Illinois in the shot put. Incredible career. He's off to a great start at Michigan. Obviously, his season was cut short to COVID, due to COVID last year, but he was on pace to be a national qualifier as a redshirt freshman. So you might see him throwing in the Olympic trials one day for a chance to go to the Olympics. So uh, big-time athlete there. Yeah, no, that was uh... – Obviously, great to hear from him and uh, all his success. I think my favorite part of that episode was just uh, the mutual respect there between, you know, John and and uh, and Coach Coach Shields. Um, you know, and and I think that trust that uh, that he had in his coach allowed him to be successful. But then, um, you know, obviously that relationship between the two. You know, you know, we understand. You know, being being coaches ourselves, how important that that trust and confidence is between players and coaches, but it was, it was just really good to hear both of them kind of sing each other's praises. So that was, I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty cool. And, and I mean, how humble of an athlete yeah. is John three time state champion, three times. You're only in high school for four years. Yeah. And he was the best in the state as a sophomore, a junior and a senior. That's incredible. Uh, and I mean, if anyone deserves to be cocky, I think there's, I mean, arguably the, the best high school career of any person who's ever gone to Lockport High School in the 125 years the school's existed. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and he, all I want to talk about is how, how much Wally did, Coach Shields yeah. did. Like, there you go. That's why the guy's so great. So, well, we got to bring on our second guy. Uh, again, another legend, a guy who would be the best track and field athlete in almost any school in the state of Illinois in their history, um, has had an amazing career, has gone on to do great things in college. We're going to be right back with the one and only Darius Rogers. Well, we are joined with yet another Lockport legend here on this track decade series episode, Coach DeCare. We have a very special guest. So to introduce this legend of Lockport, let me read the biographical feature that the research department compiled. <laughs> We're welcoming Darius Rogers, class of 2016. Darius was a five-time All-State sprinter for the Porters, including a pair of runner-up finishes in both the 100 and 200-meter dash as a senior. 
Darius is the LTHS school record holder in the 60, the 100, and the 200, and as a member of the 4 by 200 meter relay. He was also a member of the LTHS football team for four years. After graduating Lockport, he attended Illinois State, where he was a two-time NCAA All-American in the 60-meter dash. After his sophomore year, he transferred to Texas Tech, where he was a member of the NCAA National Championship team as a Red Raider in 2019. <laughs> he was also first-team All-Big 12 in the 60 and 200 meters indoors. His personal records are 6.60 in the 60, 10.42 in the 100, and 20.89 in the 200. Darius Rogers, joining us here, Lockport legend. Darius, what's going on, man? Nothing. It's good, man. It's second time, second time there actually. But you know, I'm happy. I, hey, I'm more than happy to chop it up with y'all again. You know, it's it's always good to talk to y'all, man. <laughs> yeah, the first one was just too good. We felt bad for all our other guests, so we we had to <laughs> pretend it didn't work and uh, and reshoot here. <laughs> a couple months later. <laughs> so I guess I should explain for everyone that's listening. We recorded with Darius back in the summer, and um, something happened to the file. It was just so good that Zoom actually <laughs> confiscated the interview. <laughs> used uh, for their own benefit and so it's lost in the cloud somewhere and so here we are in round take two with Darius Rogers don't, well, it's don't be surprised him, don't be surprised if ESPN got a hold of that they're sitting <laughs> on it right now and it'll be a 30 for 30 yes <laughs> yes 30 for 30. Uh, yeah let's do it <laughs> well, uh, oh, Darius, good to see you man again <clears throat> how are you I'm doing well. Um, like I said, it's always good to talk to y'all. Uh, I just finally just graduated with my, my bachelor's degree in communication studies here at Texas Tech. And that was actually last Saturday, this past Saturday, December 12th. Um, currently right now, I'm just training for this upcoming 2021 season. I'll actually be running a few meets indoor unattached. I won't because I don't have eligibility for indoor, but um I do have it for outdoor, but I'll be running a couple meets indoors. So kind of just focused on training right now and, you know, just trying to stay healthy. Yeah, congratulations on graduation. Saw that. In honor of that, I, I have my Texas Tech track and field shirt here. Do you care? Oh, yeah. Red Raiders shirt on. It's too cold in yes, my bed. Oh, I didn't want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't oh. see me complaining. I'm, I'm braving the cold down here. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah, it's, good. it's good to have you, man. We want to talk about this is our decade series. We went over this last time, <clears> but we're talking about the best teams and the best athletes in the past decade at Lockport. And this this episode's on track. And we've already highlighted the the unbelievable track decade we had. We've already interviewed uh, another legend, John Meyer, along with Coach Wally Shields. Um, and so now we want to you know get the perspective of uh, of another epic piece of those teams in the middle of the decade. So that's what we're here to talk about. Cool. Uh, focusing mainly on 2016, right? That last year I was. Yeah, we're going to talk yeah. about 2016. That's we've, we've named that with, uh, well, actually the committee, the, uh, <laughs> the decade broadcast decade committee, <laughs> the 2016 team as the team of the decade. Okay, cool. That's awesome. That's a, that's a huge honor right there. One of the biggest ones you've ever received, I know. Literally. <laughs> so, uh, 
yeah, let's just start off with um, it was a great season. We finished sixth place in the state. We had, um, let's see, five. Looks like we had one, two, three, four, five school record holders on that team. Um, nine state qualifiers, uh, 13 all-sectional performers. We had a great team. So uh, what do you remember about the 2016 season and the 2016 team? Man, it was it was a lot of fun, um, you know, for starters, just being around the guys, being around, you know, the coaching staff. Track, track was definitely a different feel, like uh, I'd say um, around that time than football as far as programs. Like, it, you know, it, it, was, it was a different feel. So, I mean, I enjoyed both. But um, that was that was a special year. Um, I would say the biggest thing I took from that year uh, was just the fact that I really bought in. Um, bought into you guys and into what you're saying, what you were saying, and of course, at the time, <clears throat> you know, being that young, some, it's hard to buy into certain things and, and truly like believe that you should be a certain place or believe in your coaches, really. But I realized that y'all had an agenda, you guys, <laughs> when it came to like sectionals and state and like a vision. And I thought, like, I was like, man, I mean, if they're this serious about it, I got to be this serious about it too. Um, and you guys really. Like I said, you guys really instilled that in us early on that we were a special team. Um, you know, we were able to get down to state and achieve a lot of goals. And and like I said, state was crazy just because it was one of the biggest crowds I've ever seen uh, my senior year, especially um, you know down at Eastern. So it was it was a lot of it was a lot of fun, and you guys really instilled that that dog in me and in my teammates. Um, so I, I really appreciate that, and, and that that year just you know changed everything for me athletically, and um, you know got me to where I am now. Really, so I'm always thankful for the year um, that we had, you know, in 2016. Yeah. So uh, you know, just to echo what uh, Coach Trestle said, congrats on graduating. You know, it's always. Always great to see you guys succeeding after you graduate. Keep tabs on uh, all the good stuff you're doing, but um, you know nothing more uh, special than seeing you guys go on and do good things like uh, you know graduate from from college. That's awesome, and and all your success on the track there at Texas Tech. So you know, hats off to you, Doc. Um, but yeah, with all the success there in uh, in 2016 on the track, what about kind of off the track with uh, with that team? What were some of? The, I know you guys were pretty close. You know. Um, we see the newsletter that gets sent out. It looks like you guys have a lot of fun. So what were some of your top memories kind of, you know, off the, uh, off the track there with the team? Oh, you know, I'd say we, we all, we all were pretty close. And I think that even though not if, like, I feel like as a team, we didn't have like, you know, we, of course we had the, the, the high scores and in certain events, but we had a lot of people that, they just really like took on their role, you know, and, and, um, man, my guys, they meant everything to me and off, off the track. I, we just really bonded. Well, I'd say one of my biggest, uh, one of my best memories was probably, you know, just traveling with the team. Um, like when we took our team to state and, and the people we had, it was like, it was like a perfect group, um, of, of support. And we had a lot of fun, uh, off the track. We, you know, going out to eat and stuff like that. And, um, it was really cool to be in the dorms, you know, because we were in high school. So it was like 
we never really got to see what college life was like. But, you know, going to EIU and staying in the dorms, that was pretty cool. Um, I mean, we knew we were there to run, but we, we definitely had fun just hanging out, um, you know, in that college setting. So that year off the track was just as important, you know, from a bonding and, and team chemistry standpoint, you know, as it was on the track. And did you uh, – can you think of any – Think back to some of the meets. Like, what meets stand out? Do you have any favorite meets or uh, that those kind of moments from throughout that season? Yeah, I'd say um, specifically Bill Jackson at home. Um, that was probably, you know, that was like the, I guess the turning point in my, I say my young track career um, when I was able to drop those those times in the hunter and the in the two hundred and. Uh, Actually, I think I broke the 100 and the 200 school record that weekend. Um, and it was, of course, held by Coach Beach, the 200 was at the time. We'll get back and, to him in just a minute. Yeah, we'll get back to him. But uh, that, that meet was just – it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a good field. It was a, it was a, I'm pretty sure it was a Friday night. And yeah. it was just – we had good weather. Um, we were able to wear our, our new uniforms we got that year. And um, – you know, we, we got the job done. It was it was fun being at home and being able to compete in front of our fans at a high level meet like that. You know, a legendary meet, and um, you know, having my family there and stuff to support as well. So that that was my most fun that I had that year from a specific meet. And uh, let's talk about some of the, let's talk about some of the guys on the team. So uh, two two things, well, three, I guess I want to bring up um, the four by two relay. So why don't you start with them? Uh, talk about your guys there. Um, just you know what that was like running. With yeah, them. we had okay. So I, I forget exactly who was on the one we broke the school record. So the school record one was Gargano, Chris Gargano, Sheldon Snap, Jesse Nami, okay. and you. Okay, yeah, Jesse. It was Jesse. So Jesse ended up filling a huge role. Um, because I know we had a couple relay changes during that year. Just we were trying to find the best one, you know, because that four by two was our our strongest relay. And, you know, we had a decent four by one, but it was definitely the four by two. And that, uh, those guys, man, they worked hard. They, Chris, Sheldon, and Jesse all really wanted to place high, you know, place, place high at state. We all kind of had those, those goals. And they weren't, they weren't afraid. You know, those guys, they, they, they stepped out there and they did their thing. Um, but we, we had a pretty good year overall, I'd say, with the relays and we continued to, to build that chemistry between one another. Um, but I was extremely proud of those guys for, for being, they, they were, they worked hard, you know, and they pushed me in practice. We pushed each other. It was always competitive and, um, you know, we could not have done a lot of things without those guys. So credit to those guys for sure. And then the second person that I want to bring up is obviously John Meyer. And right. I mean the explosion because that was his sophomore year. It was a sophomore year. <laughs> exploded out of nowhere. I mean not out of no not out of nowhere, but like just like went from a, a state quality shot putter to the best in the state. And yeah. I mean, obviously we've seen what he's done since then. So talk a minute about him. John is incredible talent and I actually knew of course John went to the same middle school as me and I have a, a good relationship with his family. So I've known John for a while, and um, I was able to see some of the things he did in, in middle school, which was like kind of like, man, we got to watch out for this kid when he gets to high school. But, yeah, it was, his, it was his sophomore year, and 
man, he just started, he was lighting it up. And that's when I, I realized, like, man, this kid is, he's going to be special. He's going to get the best, you know, the best recruit. You know, he's going he's gonna to have all that. I, I just know it because he stepped in that sophomore year as a, you know, he was young, but he's competing with these top little seniors. And, you know, he's beating them. So it's like, uh, that guy, I wish I had that confidence as a, a you know, as a young freshman, sophomore in the track world that he had, because he, he really didn't believe that um, anyone could beat him. And, you know, they struggled to do so. So he's incredibly hard worker. And, you know, I, I definitely always look out for John and see what he's up to because he's just a good talent. And then the last one I want to talk about before I let Dakara ask you some stuff, uh, how about Wade Walder? So, yeah. like, like, people don't realize, I don't think. Right. Little Wade came in as a freshman as this just hardworking, skinny yeah. kid. Didn't even want to do track. Didn't know anything about track. Uh, Got to remind Coach Razzo, another one of my recruits, Wade Walder. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, played basketball, talked him into coming out, and just fell in love with pole vaulting first and then hurdling and then jumping. And, and well, the last time we had an outdoor season, he was a NCAA – Division one All American at Butler University in the decathlon. Now he's at Michigan State, but uh, I mean, just that's an incredible story. Yeah, it is incredible, and uh, you know, like I say, Wayne was one of those guys where when we both got to high school, it, it was someone I I viewed as like a training partner in so many ways, especially for basketball. We we always matched up pretty well, and and I just remember even in middle school playing against him, I just remember he was aggressive, like. Just hard worker, you know. <laughs> but uh, Wade is just what he's been able to do from high school to now is just unreal. And it, it truly shows that, like, if you commit yourself to something and, and you put in the work, that you can be great at it. And I was so happy to see what he did at Butler, man. I was like, man, this dude is a beast. He came in not really, you know, not having like a lot of track experience in that, you know, area of doing all these events. And, and then he goes and he just gets, he continues to get, you see, he get better each meet, you know, and, and at con indoor conference, he was lighting it up. And I'm like, man, this guy, he's rolling now. So it's like by outdoor, he just, he did his thing. And man, I, I really do appreciate Wade and not all the hard work that he puts in. You know what else it shows the value of Darius? Having a great uh, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> listening, listening to you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, Dakara, what do you got? Do I get a turn now? <laughs> you can join me. I was starting to feel like I was a little left out. I, you know, I, I know I don't coach track. I didn't run track, but come on now. Uh, hey, you still my coach. You still co you coach me in football, dog. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that at, at, a, at a later time here. But I uh, know you mentioned, uh, you know, you, you talked about Coach Beach a little bit and breaking his record. Um, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about your uh, your relationship with Coach Beach? I know you guys were really close. Um, you know, all of his athletes, you know, we, we obviously know, um, you know, Beach from from teaching with them and, you know, Hesswell knows him from school and, and whatnot. But uh, talk to us a little bit about him as a coach, that relationship and, and how that really pushed you to succeed. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't know if I mentioned this uh, last time, but um... – Coach Beach was my freshman year DB coach. Um, and that was the first time I'd actually been coached by him because I didn't do track my freshman year. 
another, and he another, was all another topic we're going to come back to in a couple minutes. <laughs> it's almost like we've done this interview before. <laughs> but uh, like I said, he—that he, was the first time, and he all—he just always told us that his DBs need to be the hardest workers, and that's something that stuck with me. And you know, he—he he was a just a cool, very humble guy. And um, when I finally did come up for track, you know, obviously he became the most the most important. Uh, the most important person in my life when it came to track and field in that moment. Um, he, he did a phenomenal job with me and I, I have to give him so much credit, so much credit because he really did instill in me, um, you know, the confidence and, and the ability to do what I can do um, because I trusted him. I fully trusted him an easy guy to trust. And, you know, when you work for, when you work hard, with a coach like that, you know, you you, you want to do well for him. You, I mean, obviously you want to do well for yourself, but you want to do well for a guy like him. And, um, you know, he's, he's just a very humble guy. So it was honestly an honor being able to break, you know, the records that, that he held because he coached me to breaking those records. So, it's, I mean, you know, that was just – that was a moment, you know, that Bill Jackson meet was just a huge moment for both of us. And, um, you know, I, st I still chop it up with him every now and then. And, you know, our relationship's great even today. Uh, so – he know he knows. I feel like he knows what I can do, and I, and I know what I can do. And it's you know it's time to uh, put the last the last bit on. You know it's time to roll it out. You know, but Beach knows what I'm talking about. But he's a great mentor for me, and uh, overall a great guy, just a likable person. And those school records you uh, said, <clears throat> I should state them one more time. In the hundred meter dash, it's ten point six zero seconds. And in the 200, it's 21.42. Those are your high school school records. So. Held by held by Beach, now held by Darius Rogers. <laughs> Which is cool, man. I'm so like, – I just – man, I, I was happy to do that, you know, just because our relationship. But, um, you know, very happy with our relationship and, and what we were able to do in that small time frame at Lockport. So, hey, I won't you, ever forget that. Darius also played football. You want to talk about that? <laughs> Yeah, I, I did. You didn't. You didn't get to break any of my records, so you know we don't. <laughs> no, nah, I did not. No, nah, not a chance. <laughs> they wouldn't have been very hard to break. Um, no, but yeah, obviously, uh, you know, I I know you more from the from the football aspect, and obviously, just an incredible <clears throat> talent, both uh, on the football field and and then obviously, you know, with all those accolades and track. But you know, that's something you don't see a ton in in a lot of athletes anymore these days where they're playing multiple sports there's so much specialization so being uh you know a football player in the fall and then doing uh you know track and field and indoor season and then uh, obviously outdoor season in the spring why don't you talk a little bit about you know being a two-sport athlete you know like does that translate a lot from what you do in football to track and then vice versa you know how does that how does that kind of work yeah so being being a two-sport athlete um in high school, I mean, it, it kept me busy. It kept me busy for one. I wanted to be three sport, but you know, basketball didn't necessarily work out for me, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but football, uh, man. But you know, football, football and track go hand in hand. And um, as a young athlete, that was something I had to learn because, of course, we all know I was all football. That was it. You know, that was my tunnel vision. I had football. I didn't want to do track, but. Um, Again, I bought in, in track, and I was able to see the results quickly. Uh, I was able to see that speed, you know, display some of that speed on the field, whether it was at wide receiver or defensive back. Um, 
And just in general, I'd say that nowadays, you know, you talk about the, these young athletes not doing multiple sports, but these these college coaches, man, that's that's what they're looking for now. Um, when it comes to any sport, especially football, they, they want to know if a guy ran track. They want their guys to be throwers. They want them to be sprinters, jumpers, whatever they can, just because they know how much of an impact track and field has on every sport. <clears throat> and of course, as young athletes, it's tough to 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 commit to track and field because some people might view it as, in general, like a chore. You know, you got to run, and nobody nobody wants to run all the time, but. Young athletes, I think, in general, should do multiple sports, not just track and field. You know, they have, you know, wrestling, whatever, wrestling, football, whatever combination you can come up with. If you like doing multiple sports, do it. I think I think it helps you, uh, you know, on the football field. It helped me in my track and, and, and football helped me in track. You know, I, I was able to bring that mentality that I had to football later and I was able to apply it in track because I always viewed football as like a very aggressive, like, just a team sport, but it was it was competitive, and I had to realize that I had to bring that same mentality that I have for football to track. And uh, once I did that, I was able to ex- excel on the track as well. So it was good. So let's let's tell a story about Darius Rogers, the multi-sport <laughs> athlete, because I distinctly remember Darius freshman year. Basketball season was, was over, and uh, I was down in the cafeteria doing who knows what, probably seeking you out, and you were down there eating lunch. And I was like, hey, come here. And I said, <laughs> I think you need to run track. And you hit yeah. hard, and you didn't end up coming out. And then, thankfully, sophomore year, you, you know, did come out. So I'm going to tell Razzo <laughs> that I deserve partial credit for the recruitment of Darius Rogers as well when next time he gives me a hard time. But, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, listen, I, I mean, maybe I was just predicting the future, but I'm, I think I was right. He was right. He was right. And I remember, man, I, I, I was so mad at you when you told me. You were like, I think track can be your best sport. Oh, I was so mad. I'm like, man, football is my best sport now. You know, but uh, you had a big part of that. You, you had a big part of recruiting you to track, man. And I'd say, like, I was, I'm still, I don't, I don't regret anything, the path I took to get to track, man, and I, I appreciate you applying that pressure, because he let me hear it all the time, trust me, during basketball season, that I need to be a track, <laughs> and he thought I was lazy. <laughs> um, no, you're right, though, but I mean, it probably made you, like, appreciate it more once you decided. Yeah. You know, like, so that's good. What do you think, care? What else? Why don't you talk to us, you know, uh, you know, just going back to the, uh, the bio Hespel read at the beginning, you know, just, uh, just amazing. Some of the accomplishments, but why don't you talk to us a little bit about what it's like to be, uh, you know, an all state athlete. Um, you know, what, uh, did you, did you ever feel any pressure, uh, you know, with, from season to season as you, uh, started to accomplish more and more goals or, or what was that experience like? Cause not all of us were, were talented and gifted enough to be uh it might surprise you but uh we weren't <laughs> at least at least one third of us here were <laughs> man it was it was interesting i i, I as i became a, a true or not necessarily in high school but in high school um i took it from a just running track to being a track athlete and it, it took me some time to grow as a as a true track athlete, just like it did as a football player, um, but 
as as time went on, you know, after it was after my my soft, I mean, my sophomore year, I was went on a lot of freshman sophomore meets, but I was able to to compete with the varsity guys a lot too. Um, they 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 always had me doing both meets, so <clears throat> that that was cool. It, it it's just like after my junior year, when I initially when I did make it to state, um, and and I was able to place my junior year, um, I was after that I, I truly believed in everything it, it was like man i i guess this thing is for me after all and uh it's time to you know dedicate myself because at that point when i got that close and, and felt what it was like i'm like well now i want to win you know I, I wanted to win and um that's all i could think about and i just i continued to, to work for that i wanted to be a state champion and you know we were off to a great start that senior year, uh indoor meet at top times when i was able to win the 60 um and you know, that, that meet was probably, that was also one of the biggest moments I'd say in my high school career and track career in general, that truly instilled a level, a different level of confidence and, and just love for the sport, you know, um, that, that thrill I got. So of course, of course, being successful helped um, with certain things, but the hard work that paid off that really, that, that is what I'm most proud of rather than just, you know, the accolades. Now you're a Texas Tech Red Raider. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about what it's like being a college athlete at the highest level, part of a national championship team. So obviously not just at a big university in a great conference, but one of the best teams in the country. Uh, what's that experience like as an athlete? Um, share some of that. Yeah, so Tech is – in general, you know, even before I get to the athletic side, I just absolutely love the university, um, truly, and and the staff, and you know, in compliance and athletic director from from top to bottom, everyone's just they, they really they truly care about your best interests here. So I'm I'm just I'm really happy with the decision I made, and and it made me really want to get my degree from here, and and I'm I'm very proud of my degree, um, truly just, you know, being able to get it from Texas Tech. But um, as far as athletics, it, it definitely is the top. It is the highest level. Um, we have top-notch facilities. They take care of us pretty well. Um, we get fed. We get, to, we get to travel pretty much anywhere. But the biggest attraction for us is our indoor track facility. Um, and it is fast. It's a fast track in general. And, it, it, you know, we produce pretty good meets. It's just – it's a lot of fun, I'd say. Um, being a Division One athlete, especially being one here, um, you get the full experience. Um, a lot of a lot of different sports that are going to be good. Um, when you go to a school like Texas Tech or really any Power Five school, you'll have a lot of different sports to support. So it's always good to see basketball, you know, make a run at the national title, or you know, the baseball teams getting fourth at national. Or, you know what I mean? So, uh, and then of course we won that year. So it was just that that year specifically in twenty. Uh, it was twenty. 2019, yeah, 2018, 2019. That year specifically for athletics was just unreal here at Tech because those three, those three sports in, in particular. Because before before we won, um, Texas Tech has never had a men's program in general win a national title. So the track team was the first to deliver that, um, you know. And, and we almost had basketball that same year and baseballs, but they they came up just short. But you know, we were we were proud to to have that year. It was it was great. It was just great, and of course we were proud as a track team to bring the first one to Texas Tech and to Lubbock and and 
this community and these people, they, they deserve it. And we love putting on for Lubbock and Tech. So it's a lot of fun being here. Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously being a college athlete, you know, I'm sure you, uh, you know, and also ran track at, at ISU, you know, before transferring to uh, to Texas Tech. But, you know, this obviously this this Pride, Pride podcast, you know, Porter Pridecast is, is all about, you know, Porter Pride. So if you reflect yeah. back on your time as a, you know, as a Porter, what are, what would you say is the, the number one thing that kind of helped you get to where you're at or a lesson that, uh, that you really brought with you to, uh, to the, the point where you're at today? Blackboard did a lot for me, man. And I always say, like, I, they did a phenomenal job preparing me for college and um, not just the coaches, but the teachers always, it was fun. Like, I, I just had fun at Lockport. But specifically, I would say the athletic program is dominant. And um, that's one thing, like, I feel like nowadays or during my time, we didn't always get that respect. I know sometimes in the past we have for football, and but I felt like really Lockport in every sport was just so dominant, so deep especially during, um, you know, my four years, whether it was on varsity or, you know, whether when I was a freshman, you know, whenever. But um, a lot of it's just, just very dominant. And the coaches, I, the coaches, you know, that's the biggest thing for me to put me in my position. Every coach that I came across, um, whether it was in track or football, um, was a lesson for me. I learned a lot from every coach that I've had. And mainly, though, I would just say that the coaches – the, the culture in general prepared me to be this athlete. I feel like we build champions at Lockport and um, champions not only at during when you're in high school, but champions for the rest of your life, man, um, whether it's in sports or, or anything. And and I, I truly feel like, you know, coming from Lockport, it has guided me here. And, and, now, and now I'm just even, – even being from here has taken me to another level in life. So, I mean – I'm just so thankful to be able to to graduate from Lockport and go through the experiences and the sports that I had there as well. So, I mean, I always have Port of Pride, and it means everything to me. Speaking of Port of Pride, we've been – I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. We've been, <laughs> we've been asking people this. If you could sum up Port of Pride in just one word, what one word would you choose that best represents what Port of Pride stands for in your mind? Loyalty. I, I would say loyalty. Um, I just feel like I was, I was just so, I just had so much security, like from my coaching staff, from my teachers, you know, so, you know, I just feel like everyone wanted, you guys just truly wanted to see these kids do well in life, not just, you know, in sports, but y'all wanted the best from us. That's all you guys did. And, and no, no matter what, you guys are always there for, for me personally. And, and, so I would I would say loyalty because y'all remain loyal to me as, as I remain loyal to y'all. It, it made me want to be who I am. It made me want to be a better person in general. So um, that's what that's what I would say for Port of Pride. That's the word I would use. Okay, what do you think? Anything choice. else? No, I was gonna say interesting choice of words there. If you don't uh, know, Darius played a uh, defensive back. Tried to uh, tried to infiltrate the white. <laughs> uh, you know where his true loyalty was. He brought all the secrets back to the dark side. And uh, <laughs> no, uh, man, 
I'm trying to use my speed somehow at the wide receiver position, man. No, but um, you know, like you said, you know, obviously very kind words, and yeah, it's like uh, like we said at the beginning, it's awesome to to see you guys go on and and obviously be successful, have success in your sport, but more importantly, you know, in life, like you mentioned, so getting your degree, that's awesome. So, uh, you know, it's great to, to get to talk to you again. You know, I, I, I selfishly, I'd say zoom, it's okay. If you mess this one up, we'll bring it back third time's a charm. <laughs> so it's just, uh, great to see you doing well. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, wish you obviously nothing but luck, uh, moving forward here. I appreciate that, man. That, that shirt looks good on you too. Yeah. Uh, it's time something looked good on you to care. Uh, Darius, man, we appreciate you not only taking the time tonight, but taking the time for the second time to talk to us. Uh, you are truly a, a legend, and we are so proud of um, who you are as a person and as an athlete and how well you rec uh, um, represent Lockport in the community across the country. Um, best of luck to you here as you uh, – embark on your final collegiate track and field season break some more records run fast um, oh, yeah. fully intend on being able to come out to eugene oregon in the summer to check you yeah. johnny meyer out so uh best of luck to you and uh again thanks for popping on here to talk to us man yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys, man. I appreciate this. And we can do it again if y'all want. You know what I'm saying? You just got to just ask. I'm, you ain't got to lie this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, man. I appreciate y'all. All right, thanks. That's Darius Rogers, right, everybody. Thanks. Oh, man. Darius Rogers, ladies and gentlemen. A true character. One of my favorites. Just an awesome guy and an incredible athlete. Great to have him on. Great to catch up. Unreal career in high school and has gone on to be an All-American at Illinois State and a national champion at Texas Tech and another guy that, you know, making the waves for himself on the national stage. Yeah, then also, you know, throw in, obviously, the the recent graduate from uh, from Texas Tech. So awesome. You know, all those all those accomplishments on the track are obviously you know, amazing and, and great, but, uh, you know, the, the success of getting a degree, doing what he wants to do and, uh, you know, setting himself up for, for the rest of his life is, is great to hear. But yeah, that was awesome interview. It was so great. You know, uh, got to do it twice better, uh, better the second. No, but it was, uh, always great to talk to, uh, to guys like Darius, like you said, you know, uh, a, just a great kid, awesome personality, you know, um, you know, so glad to hear he's doing well. Obviously, you knew him from – this is obviously about track. You know him from coaching him in track. I, you know, have the football perspective, but, yeah, one of – even though he, he played on the, the wrong side of the ball, uh, you know, and, and I had – my guys had to embarrass him all the time. Uh, just uh, just a great athlete, both in football and track, and, and that success is, is going to follow him, you know, in uh, whatever he decides to do. So his, his continued career and then – you know, on the track and then, you know, uh, once that's done with his uh, communication, so. Well, let's tie a bow on this episode because uh, boys track season, boys track decade was incredible. Uh, one of the best in the school's history for any sport. Just an amazing amount of success. I, I, I coached through the whole decade. I was lucky to be a part of it. But going back and just looking through some of the numbers, it's just even more amazing when you think back to just – 
how good some of these guys did over the course of the decade in, in so many different event groups. We covered a couple of them here. So that was great to, to relive the 2016 team of the decade for boys track and field that finished sixth place in state and the uh, 20 or the athlete of the decade, John Meyer, three-time state champion along with um, legendary school record holder, Darius Rogers. So final thoughts on the track decade. No, just, um, you know, obviously, like you said, you had, you had firsthand knowledge. Obviously I've been at, uh, you know, I've, I've been working at Lockport this whole, this whole decade, but um, you know, you're a coach on the track team. So you were, you were there, but uh, yeah, just, just hearing that bio um, in, in those stats, just amazing. I think again, you know, just, just hats off to, uh, you know, to coach Razzle, like you mentioned, the, uh, the consistency, I would say of, of the track program and, you know, obviously getting to hear from, from Coach Shields, you know, you gave a shout out to Coach Beach. Obviously, Darius, you know, talked about how influential uh, Beach was with him, but, you know, um, your entire staff. So obviously yourself, uh, you know, I, I think that really with the, the amazing talent that you guys had has, has really allowed you guys to be so successful. So, yeah, it was great to hear from uh, from, I guess, all three of our guests, uh, obviously, John and, and, and Wally and then obviously Darius. Uh, but like, like I'm sure you are, I'm sure you're looking for, uh, for another successful decade coming up here with, with track and field. Yeah. And it's fun to cover it because it's a sport that kind of goes under the radar sometimes, not one of the, one of the premier sports, but, uh, people I think maybe miss just how good the decade's been. So it's fun to cover that. And we might as well put a bow on, uh, the year of 2020 here. Huh? So like we said, we're at the end of 2020 getting ready for 2021 here. We are 22 episodes into this thing and uh, no plans on slowing down, only trying to ramp it up. So um, we appreciate all of you who have listened along for, uh, for this whole year. And uh, hopefully you stick with us and spread the word and share it. And we can keep uh, bringing you Porter pride from everywhere. Yeah, obviously uh, 2020 uh, will go down in the record books. Um, probably not for, the right reasons, but think of it this way on a positive note of this year, it brought you the Porter podcast and uh, we're not going away. Hopefully some other things in this world go away quickly, but uh, we're looking forward to starting a new year, 2021, big things, but really just uh, continuing to highlight Porter pride, uh, both past, present, you know, so many good things going on. Uh, you know, so I'm really looking forward to, uh, to continue this. And don't forget to share this with people that you know. You can find it on YouTube and anywhere you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the other podcast uh, platforms. And uh, share it, review it, subscribe, subscribe, click the subscribe button. It uh, definitely helps us out. Um, and make sure you tell your friends, your neighbors, your fellow Lockport alums, Porter Pride fans around the globe that no one talks Porters like we talk Porters. That's right. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you in 2021 with our next episode. Go Porters. Go Porters. You are listening to the Porter Pridecast, your home for the Lockport Porters on the airwaves. If you're looking for all the latest news and behind-the-scenes conversations about Lockport Township High School, then you're in the right place. Welcome into the Porter Pridecast. No one talks porters like we talk porters.
Hey, listeners, this is Brett Hespel of the Porter Pridecast. Just wanted to thank you for joining the show, but we also want to make sure you follow along. So here's uh, our other host, Adam DeCare. We'll talk about where you can follow us. Yeah, again, uh, thanks for, for logging in, listen, giving us a listen. Uh, make sure to follow us on all your social media needs on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Porter Pridecast for both. So give us a like. Give us a retweet, spread the word, tell all your friends, tell all your followers, like both those accounts and keep on coming back. And you can get the show, you can get our podcast wherever you find your podcasts. And you could also check out Porter Pridecast TV on YouTube. Just search Porter Pridecast on both and you'll be able to come up with them. Um, so make sure you uh, uh, subscribe to both of those channels so you can get all the episodes when they come out. Don't forget to, uh, to leave us those reviews, preferably five stars, and keep, uh, keep spreading the word. Go Porters. Go Porters. <laughs>